Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversations collide. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by... Natalie Dunn. It's the season two premiere, baby! (laughs) Yeah! Who thought we'd get to this point? (laughs) Not me. Especially not this year. Ooh, 2020. (laughs) This one you didn't think it could get worse. It got... Actually, it's not too much worse in some regards, but other regards... Holy shit. Holy crap, man. Things are just uh, going off the rails. Yeah, but we're here and we're making a podcast. And, you know, things happened before we started the podcast. That kind of sums up 2020. Uh, my microphone is now dented. Thank you, pumpkin. <laughs> but uh, we're still moving strong in uh, the direction that is season two. Mm-hmm. So we thought we would just spend this episode kind of recapping if you remember the season one finale, we're like, we'll recap to start the season. And we remembered. Oh, oh that's right. We remembered. So uh, what's going on in the life of Natalie? Um, okay, remind me how long ago we did this. How long Oof. has it been? Like six, seven weeks-ish? It was right after we got the puppy, right? I think so. It was roughly end of August. Middle to end of August. It's been almost two months. Not quite two months, but just around two months. Well, I still have a puppy, and that's um, all I do ever, because at the moment, she's chewing on the leg of my chair. I mean, it's only natural for a, a, a young whippersnapper such as Nellie. Ne- Nezzy. Why did I say <laughs> Nellie? I think I was, I, mix- I was mixing your two pets. I was mixi- mixing Nezzy and Ellie. Ah, Nelly. makes sense. It's just their couple name. You see, I'm just ahead of the <laughs> curb right now. Now, how is how is Ellie? First of all, how is that fat cat? Is she okay? Is she adapting well to this little menace that's running around the house? It depends who you ask. Um, if you ask Ellie, her life is horrible. She's miserable, and her life is so hard it's unbelievable. But that um, was before Nezzy as well, correct? Yeah, that's just her general stance on life. That she mm-hmm. has a horrible, terrible difficult life when in reality unless you're petting her and then things are all right yes but she needs to be pet and to be sitting in your lap at all times otherwise her life is terrible and nezzy how is she uh how would she respond to this question let's just turn this into an interview of two pets crossed at one intersection that is the house of natalie and sam Ooh. <laughs> Some ASMR from the mouth of a dog. That's what our audience is looking for. Oh, my God. That was the cutest sound. Yeah, yes. I love the little, little <laughs> sniffs. That's what I look for. Little puppy sniffs. Well, Nessie's very... Oh, my gosh. She's so cute. Look at that chubby little <laughs> face. Squishy face. Now, nobody can see this, but it's a very <laughs> cute dog, and that's, you know... They can just enjoy us being fascinated by my cute dog. We'll just post pictures. That's all they need to know. So, Nezzy, she, uh, what you've told me is she's a very smart dog, at least, despite her, you know, licking and slobbering and gnawing. And She just fell off my chair and almost took my microphone with oh, her. That's twice already. That was right <laughs> before we started, too. Yes, Nezzy is in the studio today. Um, it's a yes, historic she is event. very smart. Too smart. Um, Everything we teach her, she learns in like a day, which is, I mean, I shouldn't complain because that's great. Unfortunately, it means we have nothing to teach her ever because she learns too fast. So every time she learns something, then we have to come up with something else like every day. And she's Um, sassy about it. 
yes, she talks back if you're not, um, if you're not doing things quickly enough. So if you're like training her, which we, we hand feed her her meals because it's, then it's designated training time. And it's also like, she doesn't learn to be dependent on her food bowl. She learns that she gets stuff from us. There's lots of benefits to it, but so we hand feed her her meals. So she gets like two hours of designated training time a day which is also why she learns things so quickly because she has a lot of time. But she gets bored. And if you're not doing things quickly enough, she gets really antsy. It's actually really funny because when you tell her to sit and wait for something, she just sits there and then she stands up and sits down again. And then she stands up and sits down again. And then she like shifts a little bit. Like she can't sit still. She's so, she's like, I'm sitting. I did it. What else do you want from me? Like, did I do it wrong? Do I do it again? Like she just needs to be doing something. She's the person in school that would be like, um, excuse me, teacher, that's not actually the right <laughs> answer. It's actually this way. We've all yes, had those people. Oof. That's definitely her. Yeah. But like she's smart and she knows the right answer. I mean, that's usually the case though in school as well. True. But she gets Very away true. with it because she's cute. Exactly. And fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. Um, she and Ellie have a strange relationship. It's complicated. Yeah. All in all, um, they want to be friends. They don't know how. Nezzy really wants to play with Ellie, but she doesn't know how to play with Ellie because even when Ellie like lets her come up to her, all she ever does is she just like puts her foot on Ellie's back and just kind of sits there. And then if like Ellie doesn't leave, she like stands over top of Ellie and then they just sit there and neither of them do anything and they don't really know what to do from there. (laughs) And then eventually Ellie rolls over, smacks her in the face and runs away. And I think that Ellie's playing because she knows what's going to happen every time she gets on the floor and walks by the dog, but she does it anyway. So you have to think that she wants to do that, right? I would think so. It's like, it's still a feeling out process. They're flirting. There's like, is this good for you? Is this good for you? Is this this good for me? If it's good for you, oh, I'm going to play hard to get now. Swat. I see their game. Can you hear her chewing on my metal desk now? I thought that was just you wagging your foot. Nope. That's her gnawing on my metal desk. Mm. High in protein, I've heard. Yeah, animals just like to chew on things as Natalie takes care of her pup. But yeah, they're they're learning, I guess. Really the most irritating thing is that every time Nezzy calms down and like curls up on the couch, lays on the floor, she's like sleeping, she's out for the night, then all of a sudden Ellie immediately needs to come talk to us. Immediately. Like Nezzy's asleep for two minutes and Ellie jumps off her cat tree and walks over and then Nezzy wakes up and then it's all over. I mean, she's been waiting all day for some quality one-on-one time. Nezzy takes a three-hour nap in the afternoon in her crate, so Ellie gets plenty of one-on-one time. It's not enough. We've already established this. You need 24-7 care for that cat. It's true. You should have seen the other night when I tried to make popcorn. So we were we were going to watch a movie. It was like, I think Nezzy was like maybe three. We'd had it for like three weeks. We were having like a movie night. We were just going to relax. We were waiting for the dog to fall asleep, and then we were going to... It was like Saturday. We were going to stay up late, which for us is like 11 p.m. And watch a movie and just like hang out. So the dog was asleep. The cat was asleep. Everyone was calm. I got up. I put a bag of popcorn in the microwave. Oh, my God. 
all hell broke loose. Neither of them went back to sleep for an hour. They were just, it was chaos. Like the dog didn't know what to do about the popcorn and the cat didn't know what to do about the dog. It was, it was ridiculous. So that's my exciting life. I can still just hear that dog going to town on your desk, by the way. That's what I was, I was like, hmm, somebody's still hungry, apparently. They didn't have enough popcorn. You should have given her more popcorn. I am a firm believer that of all the things that dogs, of all the people food that dogs should not have, popcorn is the exception. All dogs get popcorn. That's true. I don't know why, but all dogs get popcorn. It's like the one thing. Everyone agrees. But... She's been too excited about the popcorn so far, the for the couple times I've made it since we've had her, so she has not tried it yet because I'm going to wait until she's not as interested in it so that it doesn't become a thing. Your family is apparently playing hard to get with everything you do. That's what I've summed up. Between you with the popcorn and Ellie with the swatting, everybody's playing hard to get with this dog. Yeah, her life is so terrible. Ask her. I mean, I don't let her go outside and dig holes in the yard. I don't let her go outside and hunt crickets all day. You are a terrible monster. It is. It is the cutest thing in the world. She goes outside and she's really good at it. She's really good at hunting crickets. She goes out and you know, the like the foxes that pounce in the snow. That's what she does. But with like crickets in the grass, it's so cute. I hope you guys get such a big snowfall this year where she does bounce up and down in the snow like the snow foxes. I cannot wait to see how she reacts to the snow. Foxes? Fox? Fox? Foxes. Foxes? I couldn't remember if it was like (laughs) ox or oxes. I guess that's plural. Foxen? Moose? (laughs) One of these animals. Well, she's she's a Shiba Inu, so she looks like a fox. And she also kind of acts like one. Part, uh, part fox, part goat. <laughs> so what else? We got the uh, we got the animals. Anything else new in the last two months in the life of Natalie? Sorry, she was chewing on my chair again. Um, you know, not really. Besides some, oh, we undertook, we've undertaken, undertaken, right? And there was a big fucking jet plane that just flew over my house. Yeah, um, I'd say undertaken. We have undertaken some rather drastic landscaping measures. That's true. The big bush. Yes, we removed the big bush. It was not fun. Um, we learned that we had, we knew that our we had trees in our yard before we bought this house, like that there were trees in this yard and they were recently removed. Um, what we didn't know is that our entire front yard is a network of roots. Like, I'm not kidding. I was pulling up landscape tarp. And then I was pulling up a layer of roots that was. Can you stop? For all our listeners out here, if you just hear weird rustling in the background, that's a uh, that's what a Shibu Inu sounds like when they're eating metal. Anyone who's ever had a puppy will probably um, understand. But actually, that it's was like the plastic leg again. of my chair. Oh, see, that's a little worse because she could actually. You know, yeah, she actually can make a crunch, dent in this, Yeah, which she has. Oh, poor little pup. But yes, we have removed some some major bushes, and we've removed a bunch of roots, more roots than is reasonable. Um, it took us longer to pull all the roots out of our flower bed than it did to pull the bushes out. Um, so that was super fun. Can you hear her huffing? Yeah. 
There's just no pleasing this dog. We make fun of her all day for it because she just, that's all she does. Whenever you pick her up, she's like, <laughs> Two neediest pets in the world, Nezzy and Ellie. Somehow we have them. <laughs> but the root system, we got to get back to the roots. Yes, there were a shit ton of them. We spent a long time pulling them out. Didn't pull all of them out because I think if we'd kept going, we would have pulled up most of our grass because they just kept going. Um, so we spent a whole day just doing that. Super fun. We dug an edge around our very overgrown flower bed so that we can plant grass seed in the spring and we'll actually have a front yard because we really have very little front yard at the moment because of how overgrown our front flower bed was. Now she's chewing on my headphone cord. Stop. Leave it. Yes. Good girl. But other than the landscaping and the very needy pets, really we've been doing very little for the last couple months. As one Wait. probably should. No, oh, no. Hold the presses. Had I bought a wedding dress yet? Oh, I didn't know if that was public news or not. Well, it's public news that I bought it. It's not public news what it looks like. Oh. But I did buy a wedding dress. I don't remember if that was before or after the last episode. I honestly don't remember because, wow, I don't think I brought September it up. came and went. Like, that month did not exist this year. Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. But that's probably my only other piece of significant news is I bought a wedding dress. We'll hold on to that. That will, that will sneak up in another episode. But don't you worry. We will hold on to that. The, the dress is gorgeous, by the way. Gorgeous. Got a little overclumped when I saw you in it. I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I'm excited about it. So anyway, how about you? Well, let's see. Um, I think I owe everybody a Cider the Cat update. Yes, please. So mentioned briefly in the, uh, the season one finale was uh, that we took in a feral cat. We named him Cider. We thought it was a she, turned out to be a he, and he's been living in our spare bedroom since right around the time uh, we wrapped up season one. Um, Quite the story, very long, interesting story about how it came to be, but that will be another topic for another day. And uh, essentially, we got him into the house after feeding him outside for a while. Hillary did a, a valiant job while I was out running. And he's in the bedroom. We got him neutered. The appointment was for spaying, but we got him neutered. And that's when we <laughs> found out we had ourselves a baby boy. Brought him back. He's very, or was very antisocial. Um, didn't really want anybody around him. Like, we couldn't touch him. We had to put him in a live trap to take him to get neutered. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just gave him a space. And then, you know what? Hillary, come over here. You can, you can explain this better than I can. But I will do just a quick spoiler is that um, this past weekend, we have finally, or she has, I haven't, I've, I'm not at that level with, the, with the, the kitty cat yet, but she's finally got to the point where she can pet him, which let oh, me yeah. tell you, ground shattering development. Like, I did not <laughs> think we would get anywhere near touching this cat until Christmas. So without, uh, without further ado, here is Hillary. Okay, so to sum things up in like five minutes or less, right? Three minutes or less. Um, So Rob was out running and we had the plan to trap him in the house. um, And then I had to execute on my own. So we got him into the house and we have a security camera for our um, like just security purposes, obviously. And I was watching him on the security camera and then I snuck out the back door. And then once he was inside the house, lured in by food, I like ran up to the front door and slammed it inside and he went berserk. He was super upset and super unhappy, but we got him into the office. He calmed down, fast forward, we got him neutered. 
Um, several nights I tried to sleep in there with him because he would yowl at night. And so I felt really bad because he was probably lonely. And he was looking for a woman, let me tell you. <laughs> he was in the uh, the heat of the moment, well, if I, you will. That's what made me think that he was in, in heat. And that's why I thought that he was a she for a while is because typically when females are not spayed, they will yowl when they're in heat looking for a mate. And he was like scrambling to like get outside. He would scratch at the windows. Like he would hang off the windows oh to try God. to like get outside. It was very traumatic for a little bit. He was a uh, he was in man heat, which is a twenty four seven. It's a little bit. It's a little bit more extreme, apparently. But he calmed down, and and the failed attempts at like being in the room with him, like sleeping with him, um, actually led to me finding a random article by some person on the internet with like black background, green font text, um, describing how they. <laughs> Uh, taken feral cats and how they do it, and they center it largely around food. So, um, long again, long story short, um, I started putting food on his dish right in front of his uh, box, and then I'd back away, and I slowly brought the bowl further and further out into the room so he would have to come further and further out into the room to eat. Um, we got him to that point, and then when Rob's brother was here uh, last weekend? Spoilers. Oh, sorry. That will come up later, <laughs> but yes. Sorry. My bub's Cody. He did visit last weekend. Very nice. Love my boobala. Well, and I felt bad too because Cider was a little sick because he had ingested some carpet fibers. Um, so Which I was, we didn't know. <laughs> we didn't know at the we time. We were at the point where like, we're going to have to put this cat down. Well, we did think that for a brief moment because we really weren't sure what was wrong. Like we were thinking maybe it was kidney disease. Um, you mean all the worst stuff, right? And then he throws up some carpet fibers like a day later and he's fine now. But anyway, so I was really <laughs> worried about him. So uh, Robbie and Cody went out and I stayed behind to kind of take care of him. And during that time, he has a little cat tower that used to be pumpkin and bears that we bow guarded for him because um, they're already spoiled enough. They don't need it. Um, so he was sitting on the lower rung of his cat tower and um, I was sitting right next to him, and I had a little feather um, toy like that you're supposed to play with the cat with. So I was like, oh, maybe like I can get him to play. Maybe I can teach him to play because he has been playing with other toys in the room. So I'm hoping to stimulate his brain and to play with him um, and things like that. But instead, what ended up happening is he didn't seem super interested in playing, but he let me gently stroke him with the toy. And I'm like, okay, well, the blog said that when they let you stroke them gently with the toy to just kind of inch your hand forward to the point that you're touching them instead of the toy and they don't even notice. And that's exactly what happened. It wasn't for very long. And kind of as soon as he figured out it was my hand, he freaked out a little bit and I backed off. But I pet that cat and Robbie actually got it on film because he happened to check on me from the uh, back door you can see into the bedroom. Um, and so he happened to get it on camera, which was amazing to me that that all kind of worked out that way. And um, ever since, every single day, I go in there and I pet him and I still need the little fuzzy toy to do it. But he is slowly leaning into it and slowly becoming okay with it. Less and less hissing. He'll wander around the room more. So it's going pretty good. I have mostly domesticated a feral animal, which I'm pretty proud about. <laughs> I'd like to claim all of the credit for this. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hell you will. I get at least 7%. Well, yes, for allowing me to keep him, yes. And and I picked him up from his neutering, and I have fed him, <laughs> and... So the bare minimum. <laughs> I fed him last night. Well, yeah, because I was tired. 
Listen, I get 7%, and that's that's where we're, we're finalizing <laughs> that. So anyway, that's the cider update. We're hoping to integrate him into the house eventually. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at. You have just heard from a local cat lady, Hillary Padavan. I am very proud of her for domesticating cider, and we'll put pictures up. Um, we did like a before and after side-by-side of the day we brought him in versus like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, like... I, f- I still feel for the cat we brought in because it is scary seeing how Aww. just gaunt he was when we first brought him in. And I'm claiming my 7%. Hillary has done <laughs> most of the legwork, but I talk to him and I check on him, give him some food once in a while. He still hisses at me when I, I put the food on his plate because I think he thinks I'm going to steal his food. But uh, <laughs> I think we've got a mutual mutual understanding. And well, then there there's, the, uh, there's the other two shits that run around this house, but I love them dearly. Um, pumpkin who dented my microphone and also bit a hole into my new laptop. Like there's a little hole in the top right corner of my screen because the one day I was here and pumpkin's just like chomp. And like, I don't (laughs) think she realized how hard she was biting. So when she went through, she like backed up and she's like, Oh, and I just looked at her and I was like, are you kidding me? And she scurried off. And then, uh, (laughs) my, uh, my little buddy bear. So, you know, lots of cats. And Labor Day weekend, got a chance to go back up to Michigan and see my family and see Joe, which was really nice. I was sick on the couch for most of it because I was having stomach issues, but still very nice to see everybody. Uh, Cody came down last weekend. That was a great time. Uh, We had life-changing ribs. Life-changing ribs. Let me tell you about this place. It's called Smoking Barrels Barbecue. It is not a sponsor, but oh my gosh, it should be because these ribs, <laughs> they'll stay with us forever. They were phenomenal. I can't even, just oh, just the dry rub and the sugary coating on the, oh, my goodness. I've well, top three food of all time. When we come visit then, you better take us there. Oh, you can bet your bottom <laughs> dollar that we will. It's so, and there's a ton of, St. Louis is a foodie town, which I love. Um, mm-hmm. But Smoking Barrels, like the best barbecue. And they have other great barbecue too. It's this little hole in the wall. Very nice family owns it. But my goodness, when you hear the term St. Louis style ribs, they're talking about Smoking Barrels. And you can put a <laughs> stamp on that. Well, that's another point in favor of um, coming to visit in the spring. Yes, I can, I, can, uh, I can vouch for that. And Cody will tell you what we did. We went to the Arch. We went to Del Mar, Main Street. We watched an MLB game in real life, not just on the TV, because, you know, MLB baseball, they haven't let, that was redundant, MLB stands for Major League Baseball, for those of you who don't know, but um, anyways, we stood outside of Bush Stadium, which is where the Cardinals play, and if you looked closely between a couple seats, you could see the pitcher pitching to the catcher, Um, so we watched live baseball, and that was pretty (laughs) cool. Um, so that was a fun visit. Other than that, let's see. Work, I'm producing a couple shows at the uh, Painting Contractors Association. Uh, at home, we bought a record player. That's been <laughs> that's been pretty zazzy. I got back into reading. I watched uh, Social Dilemma. Have you heard of this documentary on Netflix? I have heard of it. I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list. You need to watch this. So it's basically about um, social media and its mm-hmm. influence on people's lives. And it's all the rumors we've heard, but a deep dive into it told mm-hmm. by developers from you know Facebook and Pinterest and Google and the people that created all these things. And uh-huh. they're sounding the alarms and being like, this is going in a very unsettling and dangerous direction. 
And I tell yeah, you I've what, heard that once you watch it, it makes you want to delete all of your social media. I deleted all of my social media off my phone. I still have it on my laptop because I don't think it's bad enough to get rid of completely. There's still good in these mediums and there's still a purpose for it. It was more of, and this was a big argument, is when it's on your phone is when the real troubles begin, both with time consumption and tracking is a real thing and they get into that too. And it's heavy. It's heavy. And at the end, they give hopeful, like, it's basically the, the argument is not to get rid of it because, like I said, there is good use for it. It's about implementing real change as far as, you know, regulating it. It's about regulating it like we do with everything else. So that's mm-hmm. a, if you have a Netflix account, Social Dilemma, I highly recommend. Also got back into reading. Uh, this is this is supposed to be lighthearted, but I'm about to drop another. I just dropped Social Dilemma. I'm currently reading and about to finish uh, Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow. I don't know what that is. So that is the book. I, I only know what it is because I just listened to a podcast. Ronan Farrow is a, um, a now extremely famous American journalist. Um, he is the one that broke the Harvey Weinstein scandal. Oh, okay. And he wrote the book Catch and Kill, and it's detailing that whole process and like more stories than when he first broke it with the New Yorker. And it's also Wait. going deeper into allegations at NBC. It kind of goes into allegations of Donald Trump during his 2016 campaign. It is a really, it's kind of double sword. It's a great book and it needs to be written, which is why it was. But then at the flip side, you hate the fact that it had to be written in the first place. I thought it was two women who did that. So there are two women reporters at Because there's York a book Times. that they wrote that I want to read. Yeah. So that there, I'm afraid to read. So there's two women reporters that broke the story at the New York Times about two weeks before Ronan Farrow did. Ronan Farrow's was more in-depth. He had more sources and more people to corroborate those sources. So it was kind of um, two-sided. But then Ronan Farrow kept digging deeper because Weinstein sent private investigators and like these Israeli special forces to stalk him out and get information. There were the allegations at NBC about Matt Lauer. And it's the mm-hmm. whole thing is it's about these predators, but the the big thing is about the system that's in place that is protecting these predators and mm-hmm. the power dynamics that are at play. So highly recommend that book. We're going to get off the, that topic because it's a... Uh, it's an important topic, though. It really is, and it's a it's an important book to read. And it's it's good that these books are being written right now because it's exposing a serious problem. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you're getting back into reading, join my book club. I think I will. I have another book I'm <laughs> reading that uh, Cody recommended. I'm about to start it. It's uh, I thought I had it behind me. It's about uh, it's the uh, stories about incredible minds. I saw all. that on your Goodreads. <laughs> yeah, follow us on Goodreads because it's a I I love that. That's a social media. I think app we should post endorse. our Goodreads. I think on, we should um, on the hit and run page. Let people watch what we're reading. And that's another good thing I'm about deleting social media on your phone is I wanted to start reading again. I was reading a lot this past uh, winter and into spring, and then I kind of just stopped once we bought this house because there was so much going on with the house and the job and everything. Yeah, and. I want to get back into reading, but I was so distracted by my phone that I just never did. Or now that I took social media off my phone, I'm like, yes, like I have the thirst for reading. So, yeah, I love book suggestions and I, I love showing and telling people what I've uh, what I've read, which is, you know, 
what I just did. So yeah, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll post that. We'll post that with the episode. Our, People our can follow reads. along with what I'm reading in my book club, which I started because I wanted to start reading again. And the only way I know how to do something is to do it excessively. <laughs> do it excessively and push it on <laughs> others. hey I'll join your book club. Okay. So we did that. We we're both into reading. That's something we've done. Um, I still don't have all of my Ashley furniture. <laughs> I got, I have everything. I have everything. I thought they were, I thought they were dropping it off. Oh, so. Fuck this. Do we have time for this? Oh, it's our own podcast. Well, <laughs> here's the thing I was going to announce. Uh, I don't think we talked about this. Let's make these 45 minutes. Why not? People want longer. We want longer. Sure. We've got as long you know, as you've got, got time, time to edit it. Oh, I've got. I mean, I, <laughs> conversations for another time. The the short answer is yes. Um, <laughs> so we've got everything right, and the final thing they were supposed to deliver the day after we got back from Michigan over Labor Day weekend was the footboard to our bed. What we assumed was the side rail to our bed and my dresser. We get the footboard and the dresser. And I'm like, okay, where's the side rail? And they're like, oh, that wasn't on the truck. And we the only need- The one thing that you needed. Yeah, we only need one side rail because one side of the bed is under bed storage. And that's like making up one side of the long bed that the mattress rests on. The other side is just a piece of wood with another piece of wood that the mattress will, mattress planks will set on. Mm-hmm. So we have every, we have the headboard. We have under bed storage. We have the planks for the mattress. We have, thank God we have the mattress. Like I- I realize that as long as I have the mattress, I can be happy. Um, and we have the footboard, no side rail. Uh, so we call. And they're like, oh, well, we, we don't know. Basically, we couldn't get a straight answer. So I was peeved. So I drive 40 freaking minutes. I'm going gonna, I'm I'm gonna to try not to get too mad. But as you can tell, I'm getting a little worked up. Drive 40 minutes to the store in O'Fallon because there's a physical store. And I march up and I look at the guy and I'm like, listen, I was like, as much as I want to cuss you guys out, because this has been a freaking nightmare, and this is the third time I've had to drive up here, I was like, me cussing you out isn't going to do us any good. And I was like, I realize you haven't done anything. I like, I realize this isn't your fault. I was like, but your stores really just suck so far. And I told him, I was like, I would cuss out the sales guy who's already lied to us several times. I was like, but I can't seem to find him. And he's like, who is your sales guy? And I was like, Nick Mack. He kind of rolled his eyes, and he's like, uh, Nick Mack is no longer employed here. And the way he said it, I'm thinking that we're not the first uh, angry customers of Nick's to come in that store. Oh, boy. And I'm like, okay, like, I just want the freaking side rail and some compensation. So he looks into it. While we're doing this, Hillary gets on customer service of, like, the entire Ashley store chain. And this lady's like, okay, we're, we'll get that to you, but to write it in the system, we're going to have to say, like, you're exchanging your headboard. And while they're exchanging the headboard, just say, I don't want the headboard. I just want the, the side rail. And we're like, okay, if that's what has to be done, kind of weird, but we'll do it. So a week passes and they come with the headboard. And what I assumed was the side rail. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no. I was like, I just want the side rail. And I explained to the delivery guys, I was like, they told us this was how it had to be done. They said that you were going to have to do this, but we just want the side rail. And the guy just looks at me and he's like, that's no. He's like, that's not how it's done. And he's like, and we don't have the side rail. And we're like, well, that's just freaking peachy. Not to him. They were su- We were super nice. They were super friendly and helpful. Um, so then we try calling customer service. Nobody can, we can't get through to anybody. So then we try calling the store. A hundred times. We tried the store a hundred times one day and nobody would answer. 
So then Hillary goes up to the store on her lunch break because she was that she was that peeving mad. And let me tell you, I can get angry and I can get, mm-hmm. but uh, I believe the phrase is "hell hath no fury," like that of Hillary Padovan. So she goes up there and she's like, "What the frick?" And for my part, I told her I was gonna say the same things. Um, cause I was like, go up there when you, I was like, if you go up there, tell them, give me the thing off the bed, give me the thing off the demo bed. Cause this is ridiculous. So she's like, Hey dude, where's our side rail? He's like, Oh, it's not going to be available until Thanksgiving, what? which is in November, which is absurd. November. Six months. It's six months since we ordered this thing. So Hillary, I love her. She says, uh, word for word. What I told her, she said, okay, give me the one off the demo. And he's like, well, I can't do that. And then I texted her when she said that. And I was like, then tell him we want another underbed storage for free. And she had already beat me to the chase. And supposedly we're getting that to make up the rest of the bed uh, Saturday. We'll see if it actually. Supposedly. We'll see if it happens. But then the flip side of that coin is I have gotten several calls in the last week from Ashley Customer Service trying to reschedule this footboard swap out. And they called me again this morning at work, and they're like, oh, which, <laughs> they're like, oh, this we were going to deliver this Tuesday, which I told them not to. They're like, we're going to deliver this Tuesday, but it's on delay again. And I was like, well, that doesn't matter. I was like, because for the third time in the last week, I was like, I don't want this, and I don't need this, and I'm, I'm dealing directly with the store, so like, please put in your system that I don't want another footboard. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my gosh. Ashley will never be a sponsor. I'll just put it that way because that was a freaking nightmare. Um, so we might have the rest of our bed Saturday. We, we most likely will not. I'm not holding out <laughs> hope. But we've got the rest of our furniture, which is uh, pretty good in my book. Something. Ooh, so uh, what else is going on? COVID is ravaging a country. Our, uh, our you know, commander in chief caught it. We won't go down that road. Nope. The uh, um, the election is just as ugly as everybody was predicting. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. I don't have the energy to talk about that. Well, what I'm getting at is uh, as much as this all sucks, which it does, just remember that you can come back and we'll bring you in to the Hit and Run podcast and we'll give you a brief escape. We'll give it's you true. dogs not on plastic. We'll give you rants about <laughs> furniture stores, which there's probably people out there. I'll throw this in one last time. That would be like, why you know that's such a, a minor problem this ashley thing and i realize that but it doesn't mean i'm not peeved peeved is the word of the day here <laughs> peeved so so you mentioned you mentioned work and it reminded me that one exciting thing is that i got to do the voiceover for an ad yes, for a statewide ad campaign for work so that was fun did that air yet don't know um, You've got to post that on the page. I would love to if I had it. You didn't I don't keep think a copy? that it's been produced yet. Oh, you went in somewhere to do it, right? No, I did it myself. Like I did the voiceover, and I have that, but I don't have like the full ad. Oh, that's, that's okay. Been Just post the voiceover. Put together. Okay, make, I can do make that. your own ad. Mix it up. Try to see <laughs> if you can make it for something else, like a like a KFC or. A well, so Bob's the furniture. ad was for a virtual event that's happening in two days. And I have not received the, like, there's been no mention of the final produced commercial yet. So I don't know if it's actually being done, but Mm. we'll see. 
but you haven't seen it on TV if it or is anything? being done, no. It's mm. going to be on statewide syndicated radio and TV. Which is pretty freaking exciting if you ask everybody. Yes, it is. That's like huge. Yeah. Do you miss it? I'm excited about do it. Do you miss doing the voiceover work? I do. I I do. Are you still, we talked about this briefly when you got this, are you still looking into a way to try to get some more voiceover work? Have you thought about a Fiverr? Because that's, it's terrible advice. Everybody says, go to Fiverr. But like, have you looked into anything that might help you find more voiceover work? I have looked into it. Um, If anyone listening needs a a voiceover Can be anything. I I can do that. I can do a... I can do a Western spot if needed. <laughs> well, now you got to post that, and you got to oh, tag do Nikki. I? Do you got to you got to post it. And you got to no. The, am I misremembering? I probably am. Is that West? Did you do a Western spot with Nikki? No, the Western spot I did myself. Nikki, it was the rap one. It was Nikki a rap spot. Backed out of the cowboy one, but we did do a rap, and that was probably the cringiest thing I've ever done and they still use it. Do you still have it? Because it's just a regular bumper. Oh, I have it. Oh, yeah. Well, we got to post it now. We talked about it, so we got to post <laughs> it. We got to post it and you got to tag Nikki. Okay. Well, if I if I can tag Nikki, then, then okay. Because she's the one who did the embarrassing part. She beatboxed really badly and then rapped over herself beatboxing and it didn't line up at all. Q95 country, the biggie would say. <laughs> Oh, I do miss voiceover work. Um, I have looked into it. I mean, I set up a Fiverr profile, but like you have to wait for people to come to you. And I don't I don't have the network for that. Have you got any spammers yet from Fiverr? Yeah, that's the very first one I got was like asking for nudes. Oh, I didn't get that. (laughs) I got my spams were so like how you have to go through Fiverr, Uh like communication. My spams are like, I've got this so-and-so project that had zero details and they're like let's talk about it not on oh, i haven't Fiverr. even gotten any that were like pretending to be real things i got one that was just like how are you today but like yeah, no I've got context one. or anything and then yeah one asked for like i think it asked if i was interested in modeling for like a boudoir shot shoot or something mm. and i was like mm, please no um, i didn't get anything like that well, sorry to tell you, but um, I would have said yes female. to that. Well, I I would have <laughs> I would have said yes. To that. I'm not saying you should have, but you know, if they got the you're moolah, not the target audience for that, got unfortunately. The well, is that a joke against gingers? No, it was a joke against men. <laughs> I don't know where to go. <laughs> I don't know there. where to go from there. <laughs> I feel like we should end on that. You know what? Yeah, we'll end on that. That was pretty much, <laughs> I think that was a hard recap of everything that's happened in the last month and a half. What matters so. is we're back, baby. We're back. Air high five over the Zoom call. Not spoilers, we're doing this over Zoom. <laughs> if you've ever wondered, we're not actually in the same room. We I have wish. To, it's season two. We have to update our cover photo with a new um, Zoom screenshot. Oh, we do. I'm totally cast in shadow right now, so maybe next week. Okay. So season they two, won't know. we're not, pr- we're not coming out yet. So that's true. We'll record another episode before they hear this one. So we've got time, but now they know, unless I just take this out of the podcast altogether. <laughs> we'll see. I might be feeling frisky. I might not be. What matters is there were no barking dogs in my background today. And that's a good way to start this. Just a gnawing dog in my background. Come here. Come see bye. We're done. Come here. She's like, I'm not fucking touching you, mom.
Well, that's because Nezzy is uh, busy going and following us on all the social medias like you guys should do. Remember, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, and Facebook. Go and follow us on all of those, and you'll get the uh, spicy content and the fun times that we bring. So, Natalie, what did we learn today? We learned that it has been somehow a very short – oh, my God, it's been two months. I don't even believe you when you say that. Um, September basically didn't exist this year. That's what we learned. September was just a joke. We also learned that um, puppies will chew on anything, literally anything. Um, She, a minute ago, was chewing on the trim underneath um, my door, so that's good. We also learned that um, maybe if you don't want to get an OnlyFans, just try Fiverr. We also learned that I was very thrown off by that OnlyFans comment because I did not think (laughs) we were going down that road. We learned that Cider is a very good boy, and we'll get him there. We'll get him there along the way. He's he's coming a long way. And we learned that we should all join Natalie's Book Club. This has been the season two premiere of the Hit and Run, baby, and we'll catch you next time. (laughs) 